A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. When we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there. He's not seen there. He's not. He, he hasn't put Himself there to be found. Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that He loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands. We can just proclaim God's Word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by by the number of people that are there, but but rather to just do what God told us to do, to preach the word and administer the sacraments. Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian, <laughs> except for Brian Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> this is Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. I was enjoying the uh, bump in so much that I forgot that we were about to record. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. We're on live. We are. Except not live. Except we're not live. Live Our our mics are hot, if that means anything. Uh, Okay, so today's show on everyone's favorite theological game show. Um, I hope no no one else comes up with a theological game show or else... We'd be, have to be everyone's second favorite. Yeah, that's right. For now, we got the market pinned down. For now. For now. Uh, temporarily, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. <laughs> everyone's thinking, man, I really want to make a Lutheran theological game show, but <laughs> I just don't know if I can do better than those guys. See? <laughs> Buzzwords and then praise song cruncher. We haven't done the praise song cruncher in a while. Yes. But the praise the song cruncher lined up. up. And then uh, we have this Bible B Law Gospel Super Game. Right. Uh, then if we have any time left over, we'll do some uh, listener response. Fantastic. Yeah, we kind of save uh, listener responses leftovers now. <laughs> <laughs> dessert. It's dessert. Yes, good, good. All right, well, let's get right to it. Uh, Pastor, describe to us your your all-famous praise song cruncher. Oh, wait, we have well, buzzwords. Before, Sorry, buzzwords. Buzzwords, buzzwords. My buzzword for you, Evan, is vocation. Can you believe we haven't done that word? Vocation. Different than vacation. Vocation comes from the (laughs) Latin vocatio, which means to call, like we say vocable. And it, it it means calling. Now, sometimes people say our vocation is our work, and that's true ish. But it's really we should say it better like this: Our vocation is the office or the offices that the Lord Jesus has given us in this life. So, uh, so that I, for example, have all these different vocations. I'm the I have the vocation of being a Christian, the vocation of being a father, the vocation of being a husband, the vocation of being a pastor, the vocation of being a citizen. And and when we uh, consider our different vocations in life, we we know that we're 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 living in this world under the the care of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's vocation. All right. You also have the vocation of of bum. And uh, vocation of oh, never mind. <laughs> radio host. Oh, oh, that's what you meant, bum. Yeah, yeah. That's what. What did you think I was talking about? <laughs> okay, the theological <laughs> buzzword I have for you is hypostatic union. Oh man! And uh, this is the doctrine of the union of the divine and human natures of Christ. 
Uh, we haven't used that yet. Hypothetic union. I, can't believe it. I think we've used the uh, genus Myostaticum, right? Uh, which is a similar deal, uh, referring to the communication of these two 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 natures. But hypothetic union, the the doctrine of the divine and the human natures of Jesus Christ. United in Christ. We have all sorts of different unions. So that's the personal union, the hypostatic union. We also have the mystical union, and that's the unity between Christ and this church. We have the sacramental union, how Jesus joins his body and blood to the bread and wine and the Lord's Supper. But the hypostatic union, talking about the union of the two natures in the one person of Jesus. All right, good. Okay, now we can do some some uh, praise song crunching. And Pastor, take us away uh, describing the praise song concern and what it is and how, what it sets to do. Well, I have this thesis uh, that um, that is that the modern praise music is generally mysticism. <laughs> uh, how about that for a b- broad, sweeping generalization? But it, what it basically means is that the that the goal uh, that the, the plan for praise music and praise worship is to take. Uh, is to take the person and and bring them into an experience of the presence of Christ, and that music, the modern praise songs, really are governed to do that. Now, we have then this praise song cruncher, which asks of the songs five different questions. Let's see if I can remember them. The first is, is Jesus mentioned, yes or no, and if yes, is it by name or by, by, by concept? The second question is, uh, what is the second, objectivity? Is it objective or subjective? You wrote no, this. No. Yeah, clarity. Well, I, clarity. I wrote it down so I wouldn't have to remember it. See? Yeah, clarity, clarity. which is subjective oh, yeah. versus objective. Yeah. Yeah. So is the thought is the song clear? It, does it is it use complete sentences or is it just a bunch of phrases? Ah, that's one of the marks of mysticism. Is it's just a matter of piling phrases up on top of each other. Then we have the subjective or objective. Is it about my feelings or is it about the things that the Lord has done? Uh, then the fourth question is it law and gospel in there and is it rightly divided? And then the last question, final question is: Is there any false doctrine? So, so we take a song, we listen to it, we run it through the cruncher, and then we see how it's doing afterwards. Hey, not bad, not bad at all. All right, well, is I, this, this is available on our website, then, by the way, right? The cruncher. Correct. Hey, do you, do you look, know I'm the address for it right now? Do you Here know the address? Oh yeah, uh, tabletalkradio.org/slash/content/slash/node/slash/twenty-four. <laughs> Praise song cruncher. <laughs> well, that would work. Or you can just do the tabletalkradio.com and click on the. Articles tab. All right. Org, so org. the first one um, is the uh, is by Matt Redman, and the name of it is "When My Heart Runs Dry." Oh, here it oh, is. Oh no! <laughs> here it is. This sounds like some sort of when my heart runs dry. There's no song to sing No holy melody No words of love within I recall the heart from which This fragile heart has slipped And I remember you I will turn back
bet you it repeats this over and over. Oh, what gave away the repetition? <laughs> oh. This so, this is incredible. Was this recommended, by the way, or did you find this one on your own self? I found this one, and uh, I don't remember where I found it. I think I, I just searched random churches around the country, and this is one that uh, some non-denominational, non-denominational church sang recent Sundays. So... Uh, oh, I, I do try to get the ones that churches are actually using in their churches. Yeah, by the way, if you are listening and you have sung this song lately, let us know. Give us a call on our 800 number or something, and um, and, and we'd like to hear from you especially. Now, this, But this song, Evan— Do you want to give out is, our, our 800 number since you told them to call? Yeah, it's uh, it's 1-800-PRAY-SONG-CRUNCHER. No, no. It's 866 Five five two three. Now that's not an act. He really doesn't know the number. Eight six six eight five one five five two three. Oh man! What see? What would I need you for if I knew the number? Is that... <laughs> right. I know. I have to do. I have to, I have to contribute <laughs> contribute something to the show. <laughs> that was mean. I repent. You you do all the work for this show, including finding the song, which is the hard stuff. Now this, but this song, this so. All right. Now watch the setup on this song. You ready? You you you. If you're a mystic, you got a big problem because your your uh, closeness to God is all is dependent on your emotional experiences, right? And we all know that our emotions go up and down, up and down. I mean, people were happy and bouncing along in their day is marvelous, and they and they turned on the radio and heard this show, and then it's like crash. All the all the <laughs> life is being sucked out of them, and then they find the off button, and poof, ah, joy is back. Oh, you. I mean, we know this is our lives are these roller coasters of emotion, and and but if you're a mystic, you got this problem. Is that if you're on the down part of the of the emotional roller coaster, if you if you're not on some sort of high or or some sort of monstrous joy, then you you start to have the thoughts that maybe God isn't close to me, maybe God doesn't love me if I'm not experiencing His love. So my heart runs dry, and now I think that uh, God has gone far from me. So, so that the, so that the, the people, Matt Redmond knows this, this ups and downs, and so now, so he's come up with a solution. He's come up with a song for when we don't feel close to God about what we're supposed to do to get back to that thing. So that the whole point of the praise music is to bring a person into that experience, and now it's a song about that very thing. Oh, it's just a <laughs> classic. This is marvelous. This is a, this is a. F- perfect find for this whole thing so <laughs> okay well uh we have let's see uh oh just a just a few seconds so why don't we uh go ahead and take this commercial break right now and then we'll come back and start the analysis but uh, we are praise song crunching here on table talker radio and the song that we're crunching is when my heart runs dry by Ma- by matt redmond if you have praise song requests for the cruncher you can send it to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org or call into our, our Table Talk Radio hotline, which is 866-851-5523. Also, through that, you can uh, submit your, your bumper stickers for Bumper Sticker Theology. Uh, you can enter our games. You can be a contestant uh, by, leaving, by calling that same number, um, as many as other things as well. 866-851-5523. Right back for more Table Talk Radio. She left me for Jesus, and that just ain't fair. She says that he's perfect. How could I compare? 
Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. This is Table Talk Radio. We've come a long, long way together Through the hard times and the good I have to celebrate you, baby I have to praise you like I should Welcome back to Table Talk Radio Praise song crunching going on uh, Matt Redman is about to enter the cruncher here on Table Talk Radio. Is this Matt's first trip to the country, or have we crunched him I before? I think that we've done him before, but I, I can't remember which song. But this one is When My Heart Runs Dry. That sounds like a Titanic song. <laughs> it's the other way. When My Heart Gets Soaked and Sunk. <laughs> right. Okay. So we played this song, uh, my uh, When My Heart Runs Dry. Uh, the, the, I'll, just, I'll just read the chorus, and then I'll read the the last stanza, and then we can start crunching this. I'll remember you. I will turn back and do the things I used to do for the love of you. Lord, I'll remember you. I will turn back and do the things I used to do for the love of you. You are my soul's desire. You are the hope within. You bring my heart to life. You make the spirit sing. I recall the height from which the fr- this frail heart had slipped. Okay, so the first one is Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned yes or no, if yes, in name or concept? No. Huh? No Jesus in this one, is there? Jesus is absent. I mean, there's this you, and it, and the name is Lord, So, but there's no distinction between uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, no mention of who this God is. So could this song be sung of a, uh, say, to Allah or to, uh, to Buddha? Uh, yes. So, no, no Jesus mentioned. That's bad. Oh, when you start out with a no Jesus, you're it's not looking good, yeah. friends. That's right. It's down, downhill from here. Okay, uh, two is clarity. Is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments? I think this does use sentences, mostly. I mean, there's no punctuation in the in the text that you sent me, but I don't think that matters. You could, you could add some commas and periods in here, and you could make it... Uh, uh, you could make it into sentences. So yeah, and it, but it is. So it uses sentences. So I do think this is clear. Uh, so I'm going to give it a whatever the high mark for clarity is, an eight or a two, whichever way that goes. Eight would be an eight. Clear, right? Am I right about that? Is it clear to you? Yeah, or? you're right. Um, maybe some run-ons, but I think <laughs> I think there's complete thoughts and everything here. Lord, so. I'll remember you. I will turn back and do the things I used to do for the love of you. There's a lot of ooh sounds in this. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> you are my soul's desire. You are the hope within. You bring my heart to life. I mean, I don't know what this is what this is talking about. Well, I kind of do because I got the inside track on these mystics, but I wish I didn't know what it's talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's not... you got to be a, a mystic insider to know what it means when you say, you bring my heart to life. Uh, you make my spirit sing. All this sort of... I mean, a normal guy, you know, a welder or... Someone who uh, who does something uh, real for a living would look at this and say, "What is he talking about? This fruitcake?" But uh, but you, if you're a mystic, you know uh, what all these sort of things are. So so I think clarity is fine. All right, clarity, and then now mysticism: subjectivity versus objectivity. 
Oh, it's complete. This is just. I mean, this is like a. This 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 song is like a lesson on mysticism. It's off the charts, mystic. I mean, when my heart the runs dry. How to mysticism? It's, you know, so, so, I know it. My heart runs dry. Now you're thinking, hey, my heart runs with blood. Does that mean I'm out of blood? No, 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 no. That's not what it means. You literalist. When your heart runs dry, it means you got all this. You got all this kind of spirit juice running through you. You know, you're all pumped up on like a Holy Spirit endorphins or something. And then, and then you, and then you get the Holy Spirit crash. You know, you lose your praise buzz or whatever. And now it seems like God's abandoned you because you're in the, you're, you're out in the desert place of your, uh, 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 of your the wasteland of your emotions and 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 you think that God's left you so you got to you, you got to reinvigorate the, the 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 rains have to come back to the desert you know the the life has to come back to the heart you got to get the you got to get the river of your emotional experiences flowing again so you turn back and you do the things that got you there in the first place and namely you start singing the song over and over apparently yeah, so uh, what a disaster! Someone, I mean, I don't think Matt Redman is probably a bad guy. We should try to get him on the air to talk about this stuff. I, I suspect that he is a Christian man uh, who is just is trying to do a nice thing. But this is, ju- I mean, it could be written by a Buddhist monk, except for it wouldn't be so sappy. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, if if someone came into your office there at Hope Lutheran Church, someone says, uh, Pastor, my my heart has run dry. Uh, maybe you would say something like, uh, "Well, well, well, you're forgiven. Uh, does that help?" And they might oh, yeah. say, "They might say no," and and you would say, "Well, you're still forgiven." <laughs> That's right. Now, by the way, I would not talk uh, lambast the person as I lambast the song on the radio. So uh, I hope that people uh, don't aren't tuning in to learn tact. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Because there is a real sense that, I mean, when someone is struggling with with sadness or with the idea that they're abandoned by God and this sort of thing, that that's a that that's a serious sort of thing. But the point is, you know, the old theologians used to talk about how we're 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 in se curvatus, we're we're curved in on ourselves, so that we're, and and this is a disease that 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 uh, sticks to us even after we're Christian, after we're baptized. So we have this tendency to think that. What God thinks about us and what God feels about us ha- is somehow connected with what we feel about God, uh, and, and 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 this sort of thing. So we, it's true. The, the way to break out of this kind of spiritual dryness is not by searching for some sort of spiritual wetness. It's 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 by hearing the Lord's word and knowing that even if our conscience lies to us, God's word does not lie. He loves us even if we don't feel it. He he loves us even if we don't sense it. He he is near us even if we have no sensation of this, and we know it from his promises. And in fact, Evan, now, boy, am I getting worked up. In fact, this is the point of of faith. Uh, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the comfort of things not seen. So that God is present and he loves us. We don't see it. We don't feel it. We don't have some sort of internal barometer that tells us of the nearness and the love of God. We have it only by faith in his word. So his word comes and says, I love you. And we say, even though I don't feel it, and even though I don't deserve it, and even though you probably shouldn't love me because of all of these sins, I trust in your word, and I know that you do love me. And then, and, and now we can have some sort of joy and peace in the spirit because of faith in the word. All right, take a but, breather. But, okay. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. What were you going to say? Uh, I think it had to do with the next question because it is this law gospel business. I mean, the last thing you want to do when someone is their their heart is running dry, which whatever that means, the last thing you want to do is give them more works to do. 
Oh, brother. So uh, look at how the, it says it here. In, in, uh, when my heart turns uh, dry, when I, when I remember from the height from which this fragile heart has slipped, and now I'm depressed because I, I don't have the experience of the presence of God. What am I? I'll remember you. I'll turn back and do the things I used to do for the love of you. It's all law. So here's the person who's in despair over the fact that they think God has abandoned them. And you say, well, just uh, oh, just go and do what you used to do when you used to feel good about the whole thing. What a <laughs> this is. Just, it's so, like it's just like locking someone twice. In, 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 they're in jail already. And now you're sitting in the solitary confinement. This is so, miserable. So it's like they come. I'm so thirsty. Here, we'll eat some salt. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, that's right. Oh, here's a glass of salt water, and you, and you hear some Ritz crackers, and oh, and a pile of dirt to go with it. All right. Well, uh, uh, did you want to address the law gospel more explicitly? So, law gospel. We're looking. We're wondering if the song proclaims the law and its sternness, and the gospel and its sweetness. Are the oh, law and gospel law. rightly divided and not mixed up? Okay, so this is oh, all law. law. Oh. No gospelness oh. whatsoever. No. Well, can you find any? No, nothing. <laughs> I guess not. not. <laughs> I mean, they look at they mentioned the word hope. There's the word hope. You are the hope within. You bring my heart to life. You make my spirit sing. So, uh, but uh, why is he doing this sort of thing? Because, because I'm the uh, I'm remembering and turning back and oh, phew. Hmm. oh. I wonder. We really should get get Matt Redman on the show to interview him, like we did Chris Tomlin. Um, which is on Jeez. our website, but I would I would love to to ask him if he if he's noticed that that the songs that he writes like this are bigger hits. I, I, the I wonder if talk he's about conscious, Jesus, et Yeah, I'm wondering if he's conscious of this when he writes songs. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, look, this makes me worked up. But like I said, I think Matt Redman is probably a good guy. Isn't he Australian or something? Australians are generally good guys. <laughs> That's for all you Australian <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> I give you guys, I, uh, but I mean, I'm sure he's a real, he's a nice, but this just, I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about here. This is just, this is bad. Right. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> with about a minute left here, um, answer the question of explicit false teaching. Yeah. It's just mysticism, which is bad <laughs> and false. It's not about us experiencing God with our, the emotions of our heart. It's about him. It's about him loving us and dying for us and serving us and all this. This, is, this. Christianity is about what the Lord Jesus does for us. And this has nothing of that in there. This is, it can in no way, looking at this song, it can in no way can this be understood to be a Christian song. It's not a Christian song. Right. Okay. Ugh. Well, uh, we have then one more song to, to crunch. Uh, this one we'll, be, we'll listen to after the break, but... Uh, this one, I think, this next one, I think, is going to do pretty well in the cruncher. It's Stu- oh, good. Stuart Townsend's uh, How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Uh, so uh, yeah, did he do well? Did he have that one song, uh, In Christ Alone? Is that, did he yes, do that Yes, so that name rings so, a bell for you. Yes. So he, he came, that's, the one, that's the one song that did really well in the cruncher, right? In Christ yeah. Alone? Uh-huh. I think that's the I, only I one that's classified like that colors. So. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, we'll listen to another one from him uh, after this break. You are listening to Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher. Again, we want to get praise songs from you to crunch. You can send them to questions at tabletalkradio.org or call us and let us know what it is, 866-851-5523. More Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher after this break. Don't go away. La, 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 la. 
online petition necessary. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Stuart, Stuart Townsend, uh, How Deep the Father's Love for Us is the next song we're going to crunch. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. I uh, hope this one is not like the last one. My blood pressure just can't take it. <laughs> we were talking in the break about how we need a Table Talk Radio mood ring. And so if a praise song is mystical, it turns pink. And then if the preaching it is uh, doesn't distinguish law and gospel, it turns red. And if you're being emotionally manipulated, it turns purple or something. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. We would just hold it up to the radio when you play the song, and we could see how it does. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's listen to it and see, see what happens. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son and make a wretch his treasure how great the pain of searing loss the father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory that's just the first two stanzas. Pastor, you want to read the rest of these here? Yeah. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. I know that it is finished. I will not boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but I will boast in Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection. Why should I gain... Uh, from his reward, I cannot give an answer, but I know this with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Okay, that's it. Uh, uh, how deep Ooh, the Father's love is, for us. This guy doesn't write praise songs. He writes hymns. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you, uh, on the last one that we did that was pretty good from him, uh, In Christ Alone, didn't you find a, a hymn that would work with, with the uh, like the measures of the of the song? Yeah, and I was trying to work that out on this one when we were, when you we were playing it too. <laughs> well, let me know. You, you know, I mean, one of the marks of the praise songs it has a chorus that repeats and then verses, but this guy just writes in verses, stanzas. You know, right. it's all different. There's no chorus. Dung 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 dung. That's one of the different kind of stylistic marks, and and you see what it does too because this this song tells a story. I mean, it starts with the father's love. And, and it shows how we know the Father's love because he gives his only son to make this wretch a treasure. I mean, well, let's crunch this thing and, and see how it comes out. Okay, Jesus. Uh, I don't see his yes. name mentioned, but is undoubtedly talking about him. Yeah. Uh, how uh, his The Father's only son in the first stanza. Um, the chosen one, this Jesus is the elect one. Uh, the man upon the cross, that's also Jesus. Um uh, dying. Oh, here, oh, I yeah, will boast in Jesus right. Christ, there mm-hmm. in the one, two, three, four, fifth stanza. Right. So, yes, Jesus is there. Yeah, I mean, this is, un- I mean, uh, we were talking in the last song about whether a uh, Muslim or someone could could sing the song. Well, I mean, you read this. Uh, the, he should give his only son, um, the, behold the man on the cross. I mean, th- this is just 
this would just be so offensive to any other religion but Christianity. Yeah, this is a Christian song for sure. Okay, good. So you got that one. Okay, now number two, clarity. Is a song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments? Yes, there, this is some nice writing. Um, it's poetic, but there, uh, it's, and it's certainly speaking in, in sentences and incomplete thoughts. This is a uh, good example why the clarity question is an important one because when you're clear with your with your words of your of your hymns and your songs, then you're communicating something. Uh, and th- this is the whole idea that we want to be communicating something, namely the gospel. In other words, that that, that this which which we believe is is something uh, that's real. It, it's it's a it's a real story that that wins the real forgiveness of sins. And if we can't communicate that in a clear way, if we're uh, using some sort of manipulation, using uh, sentence fragments that aren't really communicating anything, then then we're far off of what uh, the Bible is teaching us. Right. That's right. And this song does it. Why should I gain from his reward? I can't give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. Pow! There you have it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like the pow. I need to get that little sound bite and just have that on your pow. Pow! <laughs> Shazam! <laughs> his okay. dying breath has brought me life. I mean... I know that it was finished. That's great. I know, because I mean, there it's a, it's a, that's a nod to the words that Jesus speaks when he's dying. It is finished, and but what's finished is the is not just the death of Jesus. It's the winning of my salvation here. I mean, this even cuts out all of our works. That's great. The Father turns away his face as my wounds mar the chosen one. Behold, this man. That, by the way, those two verses put together allow me to speak my buzzword because it's talking about the hypostatic union. Uh-huh. Because the the Son of the Father, the chosen one, that's the divine nature, and yet the Father turns his face because this man upon the cross, that's the human nature, is bearing my sins on his shoulder. Uh, so, so you have the even the two natures of Christ here in this hymn. Whew. Okay, I'll give you a four fifty for that. Um, number three is mysticism, subjectivity versus objectivity. I mean, there is a sense that this is how it should be done, though. There is a sense that this has to do with me. Uh, here in the third stanza, I'm ashamed to hear my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. So there's a shame in the sense that it's even my sin that's uh, that, that's holding Jesus to the cross, and 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 my unbelief even. Uh, and yet he's still there dying for me. So this puts us, it puts us in the song, but not as the kind of exalted, ex, uh, experiencing God type, but as even as the mockers of Jesus. And then the mystery at the end, I can't give an answer why I should gain from his reward, but I know it with all my heart that it's true. His wounds have won for me life. Uh, I, uh, the, uh, we're, we're in fact taking uh, taking ourselves out of this in the one two three four five fifth stanza here. I won't boast in anything, no gifts, no power, no wisdom, but in Jesus, His death and His resurrection. So this is very objective. This is maxing out on these things. This is another very good song. All right, and then law gospel. Yeah. Oh yeah. So law gospel is all over. Here you can you can do a little law gospel. Uh, oh, it's 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 clear. I mean, you said it in the last one. Uh, so y- when you have uh, you know my sin upon his shoulders, you're you're rightly uh, dividing this law gospel that that Jesus is not dying for anything that he did, uh, but the reason Jesus dies upon the cross is because of what we have done, and and he's taking that. So um, I'm just going to read the, the third one again. Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear uh, my mocking voice call out among the scoffers. 
uh, and this uh, that that that, that Christ's death is both law and gospel, um, law in that that uh, sin is being punished, but gospel in that it's being punished to Jesus and not us, uh, and that's pure gospel. Yeah, that's right. Look at the, look at the law there in the um, first stanza. It says to make a wretch, ha, so that here, yeah. here we're wretched. But what is the, then? It's just immediately to the gospel to make a wretch his treasure. That's oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. Good. Okay, then there's last one, and I know the answer already, but I'll ask you. Any explicit false teaching? Nope. Okay, good. So uh, this this is uh, one that has passed with flying colors on the praise song crunch. Again, I tried to get in touch with Stuart Townend uh, before and failed, uh, and this reminds me that I need to redouble my efforts as a famous radio person. <laughs> try to contact this guy because he does some good work in a in a place where uh, not too much good work is being done is this is this on the top 50 for the ccli or anything like that i don't know about that it might i mean i i think it's a fairly popular song so it might be somewhere on the list all right i'm gonna look it up here don't okay. worry i'm still i'm still talking on the show <laughs> all right well that's the end then of praise song cruncher and we have um, a minute. So let's just uh, d- describe how this game Bible Bee works, uh, and then we'll play it on the other side. So the way Bible Bee works is is uh, there's three rounds in Bible Bee. In the first round, uh, the contestant of the game, which could be you if you call 866-851-5523, but the, uh, the contestant of the game is given three verses somewhere from the Bible, and the contestant must then identify uh, where, what book of the Bible that these verses are from, and then he or she must uh, indicate whether these passages are law and or gospel. The second round is worth 200 points with one verse given to guess, and the final round uh, you are given one word uh, and, and must identify where in the Bible this one word is used, uh, and then, uh, again, is this verse that we're talking about law or gospel? And so that's how it works, and we're going to play that right after this break. And did you find your answer yet, Pastor? Uh, no, it's not in the top 25, although this In Christ Alone uh, song is number 16 in the CCLI, Stuart Town in there. So he he does make one appearance here in the top 25 CCLI songs. Okay, so you know if, if you're a, a, a praise songwriter and you're listening to Table Talk Radio, <laughs> yeah, right, uh, then you, you know what you need to do to get on the, at least at number 16. You're right. <laughs> okay. That's right. And oh. to pass the cruncher, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, which is probably more important than being on the CCLI charts. All right. Table Talk Radio. Don't go away. Uh, when we get back, we'll play Law and their Gospel. Uh, and then uh, continue with uh, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. Don't go away. Dr. Carl Fikentcher, professor at Concordia Theological Seminary. Even though you have no one to blame but yourself, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Hello, this is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. I'd like to personally thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. I'd also like to let you know about an opportunity we have to support the show. You know, really, this show doesn't cost much, but we do have a few bills, and we appreciate all the help that you can give. We have this goofy thing that we made up called the Radical Reformation Glee Club, uh, where you can sign up to be a radio clown or an iron listener or something like this, and it's a few dollars a month based on these different categories. 
If you and your family would like to support our show, if you would consider signing up for this, it would be a great help for us and a great blessing for our program. Thanks again. Lord's blessings. You almost didn't know that a theological game show could be so much fun. Welcome back to <laughs> I Table Talk I Radio. Never, is that is that bump in from the Lion King, the false teaching Lion King? No, no, I think it's from uh, Jungle Book or something. Okay, okay. I don't know. It's one of those. We should do we should do a game about false teachings in Disney movies. <laughs> Are there any? <laughs> oh, no, surely not. Hey, well, we've got to do something real quick before we get to Bible B. We got an email from uh, Frank in Las Vegas, uh, a regular listener, and uh, and he pointed out one of our past shows we used the language of uh, New Israel. We said the church is the New Israel, and he and and Frank wrote this correction that it's um that we don't want to make this distinction that the church is Israel. It's not like God had the Old Testament and the, there's a some sort of distinction. I mean, the church is the church, and and Israel is Israel. So when when the New Testament talks about the Israel of God, for example, or the new the uh, the new man being made out of both Jew and Gentile, uh, it's it's all one and the same. And so thanks for that correction. We didn't mean any confusion, of course, and we always love to hear um, if we say something wrong that you guys would correct us. It, it, we become members of the church or members of Israel by faith alone in Christ. That's the uh, that's really the thrust of the entire New and Old Testament. So. Right. So there is a so vocation. Thanks, there is a vocation of Table Talk Radio listener at work here. Uh, that, right. that they let us know <laughs> when we. <laughs> make I got mistakes. your buzzword there, vocation. Uh, yeah. This is I, I. You hate to you hate to burden people with a further vocation <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. But I guess it's true, especially especially give, when it's the work of correcting us, because because it's it's a it's a vocation that comes with a cross to be sure. <laughs> I'll give you four hundred points for that use of the buzzword okay. vocation. Well, let's play some uh, Bible B. Um, I'll go first for you then. Are you ready? Ready. Your three verses are, God will not turn back his anger beneath him crouch the helpers of Rahab. How then can I answer him and choose my words before him? For though I were right, I could not answer. I would not, I, I would have to implore the mercy of my judge. Ooh. Say now, okay. So, so it's a it's a person talking about standing before God. Now, uh, our friend, the prophet Job, says some very similar things to this. But it, what's throwing me off is this Rahab business. Say that part again. Sure, I'll just read the whole thing again. Right. God will not turn back His anger beneath Him. Crouch the helpers of Rahab. How then can I answer Him and choose my words before Him? For though I were right, I could not answer. I would have to implore the mercy of my judge. Implore the mercy of my judge. This Rahab has me really thrown off. Um, Rahab being, oh, it could be something else though, couldn't it? Rahab being the uh, the gal that helped out the uh, the spies in Jericho. But that I don't think is what this is talking about. This is it's talking about something else, but I don't know what. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's the uh, 
what prophet kind of stands this close before God and says and talks about being judged and pleading mercy, etc.? I think the only one I can think is, um, I mean, Isaiah has some, if I remember, some similar passages, but I think this has to be Job. I'm going to say the book of Job. If you say Job, you would be correct for 100 points. All right. Now, hey, let me try to guess the chapter. Okay. Uh, chapter, chapter 16. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. You're looking for chapter uh, nine. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is the the way the book of Job goes is that Job knows. Remember this. Job knows that he's righteous because he knows the voice of the heavenly council from the sacrifices. He, he remember at the beginning he's making sacrifices lest his children sin. He knows that forgiveness comes and and so the Lord says, look, Job is upright and holy. And his friends come along and say, Job, you're not upright and holy. And Job's saying, look, I am upright and holy. Oh, back and forth. Here's an interesting thing I noticed about the book of Job just recently, too, is that out of all the the, 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 the counselors, that you know, Job has his three friends that come along and try to persuade him to disbelieve the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, Job is the only one that prays. He'll talk to his friends, and then he'll pray. The friends never talk to God. They, uh, hmm. they, they just are constantly lambasting Job. But Job will pray to the Lord, look, Lord, I, you're destroying me. You're, you, you hate me. You're filling me full of arrows, and yet... I trust in you, et cetera, et cetera. All right. What about law and or gospel? Um, this is so uh, I plead the Lord's mercy. That is a statement of gospel. I got nothing unless the Lord would forgive me. I'm not pleading my own righteousness, but the righteousness that he gives to me. So Good. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll give you another 100 points for law and or gospel. Sweet. I got it right. Can you? Did you? I got the... Oh. Congratulations. I should have been jumping up and down. <laughs> I forgot. I totally forgot to jump up and down. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm, ready. I'm oh, kind wait, of I'm I kind have... of in a low. My heart's kind of running dry now. I, I oh, man. After getting so worked up after that. Yeah, uh, I was going to I was going to play some celebration music for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is radio at its best right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh. All right, you ready for your verse? I'm ready. Three verses. Uh, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Mm. Mm-hmm. This, this is nice. Um, I'm going to say this is from the, as you would say, the Psalms. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Evan, the Psalms. All right, now I want to guess the chapter. Yes. I think this is chapter 119. Yes, <laughs> Psalm 119. And I think this is verse 34. Wrong. Okay, I was just a shot in the dark. <laughs> 105 to 107. Now, All right. remember there's three psalms that have to do with the Torah, the Lord's Law. Uh, psalm 1, Psalm 19, and Psalm 119. That's nice, huh? Yeah, nice. Yeah, and this is Psalm 119, uh, this huge golden acrostic, the longest one of the Bible. You get 100 points for the book. You get 100 points, no, 200 points for the chapter, and then Law and Gospel. Now. Okay, now Law and Gospel. Uh, read it again, just so I can have it fresh. Your word mind. is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Okay, I think that there are um, that that these passages can contain both law and gospel, especially uh, at the, at the end where it talks about being being afflicted. 
Um, you remember Luther talks about this with Psalm 119, uh, the oratio meditatio tentatio. And here we're talking about the tentatio, the, the affliction, the spiritual affliction, this, this warfare that goes on. Uh, and, and this, uh, this, this constantly reminds us that, that we are sinners for apart from Christ, um, we, we're just, we're just, uh, a, a target for the, for the devil. Um, but, uh, because Christ has won the victory, we, uh, the devil has, has nothing over us. So, uh, here you have the wonderful gospel in the next part of that same verse, um, that, that we have life in, in, in the word. So I would say law and gospel is present in this passage. I think that's right. I'm going to give you a hundred points more for that. That brings your total to 800 and I have only 650. Woo. All right. That's it. That's all the time we, oh, I'm just kidding. We, <laughs> we really do only have about a minute and a half left, maybe two minutes. So um, I'll give you one extra round. Do you want round two worth 200 points or round three worth 300 points? I want round three for 300 points. One word, baby. Yeah. Okay. And your one word is, uh, it's a verb, and it must be used as a verb, um, advocate. So you have to use this as a verb, not as like an advocate with the Father, but the verb. Oh advocate. yeah, from first from First John two two, we have an advocate with the Father. But advocate, advocate. Oh, revelation. <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah, that's my final okay, answer. That, revelation. That is incorrect. We are actually oh. looking for First Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 3, which says, well, I'll read verse uh, 1 through 3 to put it in context. But the Spirit explicitly says that in latter times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of, of the hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience with a branding iron, men who forbid marriage and advocate abstaining from foods. Oh, there you go. That's one of the most quoted verses in the in the Lutheran confessions. Did you know that? Ah, why is they that? T- uh, because uh, they they applied it to the Roman Catholic Church, forbidding uh, the priests to marry and uh, and having all sorts of laws about different fasting and foods. Uh, so they applied it right to that uh, to that practice. So there you go. How about that. Okay, so law and her gospel with about a minute. Well, it's warning, so it's a text of warning. So we take it that in that way, we take it as law uh, that um, the gospel sets us free. Uh, from from um, from all of these rules of the flesh and rules of the day, so so we're set free from that, and and we have the joyous liberty of the sons of God. The devil is always tempting us back to to the law, though, to make new rules, to make righteousness come by our own works, and all of this sort of stuff. Uh, but but Paul is warning Timothy about this practice and saying, stay away from it. Ah uh, man, uh, so you get 100 points for that for the yes. for getting the law right. So what's the score, Pastor? Oh, the score is 750 to 800. But, Evan, I challenge you to after to, to go into extra innings here uh, when we sign off. Uh, what if for I want to take my W and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and finish this game of, of, of Bible B uh, in, in the podcast edition? Okay, fair enough. So, if you are listening to Table Talk Radio on the radio, go to tabletalkradio.org to listen to the rest of this game after the podcast. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like a Taco Bell in Mexico. It just doesn't matter. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. 
Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio. Well, congratulations to all of you sticking through to extra innings of Table Talk Radio. We have a couple rounds left. I guess, uh, Pastor, I will take mine in order. I'll take round number two for me. Okay, that's right. So this is where I give you one verse. Now, is this show, by the way, uh, coming up any time close to the Ascension? I think it is. Mm. (laughs) I don't know. I think so. I have an ascension verse for you, anyways. That's the point of this. Okay, I'm I'm pulling it up here. Uh, it takes so long to turn the pages of the Lutheran Study Bible. There's like two verses on each page, <laughs> and all this Talmud Mishnah stuff here below. I got it. Ready? I'm ready. So when the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven, he was ta- he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Hmm. I'm so then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and eliminate all the books of the Bible except for the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So we just get those out of the way. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it could be. Does Luke have it at the very beginning? I don't. It might. Um, I don't think it does, though. You're I, talking about Acts, right? Or Acts. Acts yeah, yeah. Acts so Acts. I, I, think, I think the ascension is in Luke, and then Acts be, picks up right after that. So uh, I'm going to go Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and um, boy, I I'm trying to think of I I don't quite know the synopsis of these uh, to to make a, a better guess in that. So I I just happen to know for certain that I uh, that it's in Luke. So I'm going to go with Luke. And you know the uh, the ascension actually is in Acts chapter one. Ah, oh, you're kidding. Ah, um, but uh, but Luke might have. Luke might have a, just a word about the ascension, but this particular account, uh, this particular verse, actually comes from the Gospel of Mark. Mark. I think I think this is just the clearest verse uh, of Jesus sitting at the right hand of God, just because it says, and he sat at the right hand of God. Uh, there's other verses that mention it in passing, but here it's just, so when we're teaching the creed and we say, uh, he ascended to heaven, I sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, this is just the chief verse to go to, Mark chapter 16, verse 19. Very good. Um, law gospel question on this. This is, this is an interesting question. Is the ascension law or gospel? Um, I just, I, I don't think that it could possibly be law because it doesn't show us our sin or the, the wrath, um, of God. In fact, uh, I would venture so far to say that the, the ascension, um, is showing us the salvation which we have because Christ is raised from the dead. He, he's risen and, 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 as Paul says, that uh, if if Paul had not, or if Jesus had not been raised, uh, then we are of all men to be pitied. So, uh, the the ascension, I think, being a part of the resurrection, uh, is is gospel. Yeah, that's true. And and remember what Jesus says before he even he dies. He says, "It's to your advantage that I go away. Because ah, if yeah. I didn't go away, I wouldn't send the Helper. But if I do go away, I'll send him to you, and he will teach you all these things and everything. So that there's a number of things, advantages that come from the ascension of the Lord Jesus into heaven. The first is that he sends his Holy Spirit to be our comforter, and then the second is that he himself is then our advocate. That was the one word you gave me. But but the, in the noun sense, he's we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. So we um. Uh, so, so, so Jesus. So, when Jesus ascends into heaven, two things happen. The first is, 
he takes residence at the right hand of God to speak to the Father on our behalf, to say, look, here's my blood, they're righteous. And he sends his Holy Spirit to testify to us that, look, there's Jesus' blood, you're righteous. So we have this kind of double testimony of the righteousness that belongs to us by faith. The first is the the Son testifying to the Father, and the, and the second is the Holy Spirit testifying to us. Marvelous. Wonderful. Okay, uh, let's see, what do we have next here? Oh, you have one for me? Or, uh, uh, it's my turn I just you. gave you one, yeah. I'm, I'm so now you to... have to give me the one-verse clue. Okay, the one-verse clue. And then I'll give you the one-word clue, which will stump you, and then I will win the game. <laughs> okay, well, here's your one-verse clue. Therefore. Oh, that, that should have been your one-word clue, therefore. <laughs> Gar. <laughs> okay, therefore, let no one act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Ah. This is, I recognize this is Paul. I recognize this is one of the middle Paul verses, uh, books. Uh, so I'm, I'm there talking about Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. What Paul, see Paul, like we, we didn't we just talk about this? Paul is always worried that we're going to fall into a legalism. We are so tempted to legalism that Paul is constantly warning about it. So like in Galatians, he says, uh, uh, let no one, you, you are free in Christ. Let no one bring you again into a captivity of bondage. How does, how, however that goes there. Uh, so that stand firm, therefore, in the freedom for which Christ has set you free. Galatians 5.1, I think. Uh, he, he's always worried about these different legalisms. He was worried about the Judaizers, uh, and they would bring the legalism of circumcision and food and, and this sort of thing. Now you have a, a similar sort of legalism that Paul's fighting against in these verses, new moons, Sabbaths, and feast days. That's what it says, right? Yes. So you have kind of a ceremonial legalism. This was um, So Paul is warning about that as well. Now, I think I just happen to know, uh, and I'm... Uh, but it's, I'm not 100% certain about that, but th- this is what Paul writes to the, to the saints uh, that live in the city of Colossae. So I think this is Colossians that Paul <laughs> writes like this. That is right. <laughs> I thought I was going to trick you to, to go towards Galatians because that's a major theme of Galatians. Right, um, that's but, right. But you're now, right. And, and, it is, and it's true, the theme of Colossians is slightly different. I mean, Colossians talks about how Christ is the head of the church. You have a lot of hypostatic union stuff in Colossians. He, nice. The universe is held together in him. Uh, he's the wisdom of God, etc., etc. Um, and, and then you have all these similarities between Colossians and Ephesians. Some have said that the difference between the two is that the Colossians is that Christ is the head of the church, and that Ephesians is that the church is the body of Christ. So they kind of fit together like that. But they were close to each other, in, and they had a lot of similar problems. So you get a lot of similar stuff in the two books. Uh, but this is um, this is then in the end of uh, when, when Paul... Oh, and, and the other thing that Paul's dealing with in Colossians is this Gnosticism, right? So the, the denial of the Incarnation or the thought that you can have this super wisdom. Uh, and Paul just says, look, our wisdom is Jesus. Uh, he, and he abolishes all this Gnostic practice. But yeah, he, he does. He gives you this as well. And this is one of these verses to to kind of have handy in your back pocket when um, when our friends, the Jehovah's Witness, or even the uh, Seventh Day Adventists, come along uh, and try to judge us in our Sabbaths. And we say, look at Paul says, cut that out. Right. Hey, Pastor, need to hit pause real quick. I'll be right back. Sorry. That's all right. Okay, very good. Uh, do you want to take a guess at the chapter? Chapter 4. No, chapter 2. 
Oh, well. <laughs> uh, how many are there? There's four, right? Four chapters? Right, four chapters. I should look at that. Yep, four <laughs> chapters. So, All right. Alas. So law and or gospel. We did that one, remember? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't we talk about that? How Paul's worried, he's arguing against, oh, maybe we didn't. Paul is arguing against <laughs> legalism of every sort, and the gospel sets us free from that. So uh, so it's uh, law-ish, but law in defense of the gospel in a way. So That was just a few seconds ago. Can't you remember? You <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just try to think back. Okay. Right. So uh, let's see. That gives you... Uh, 200 points for guessing the right, uh, the right book, and then is it 100 for the law gospel question? Right, so an that's extra right. 300. So, all right, 1050. I got 1050. The same year the church split east and west, or was that 1040? It's in Can't there remember. somewhere. All right, last clue for you is one word, and uh, this word is used one place in the King James, two places in the ESV, and the word is. Newborn. Newborn. Okay. Um, oh, I'm leaning, leaning towards the Gospels, but I'm trying to think where that is. Um, now, now I'm starting to waver. I, what I was thinking of is where Jesus talks about bringing the uh, the little children to me, and I'm wondering if if maybe yeah, the king... infants and nursing babies, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe the King James uses newborn there. No, that's not it. Oh, that's I'll not give it. You a hint. Oh, that's okay. not it. That's not it. Um. Uh. Look, hey, can you, when you pause like this, you can hear my chair. Oh, stop it, please. Oh, I have this nifty little mute button where I don't have to hear it anymore. Um, newborn, newborn, newborn. Okay, this is great radio. Um, I'll, I hear you want me to give you a hint. Sure. It was in. It was one of the epistles not so long. In fact, oh, here I know, I know, I know, I know. This this word newborn is where the Sunday of the church year, named Quasimodogenity, gets its name. <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. The quasimodogenity, <laughs> which means so that's Latin, right? As newborn babes, quasimodogenity, as newborn babes. Yeah, that doesn't help me to guess what book of the Bible it's in. Um, I'm just going to throw out. Did you say it was? You said it was one of the epistles. So I didn't say that. I thought you did say that. Oh, did I? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> So it is. <laughs> Even if you didn't, I know it is now. <laughs> um, <Joel. laughs> I'm, I'm just going to guess. Uh, I don't know where it would be, but let's say 1 Corinthians. Close. 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2.2. Two. As newborn babes oh. desire the pure spiritual milk of the word. That you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the that the Lord is good. This is this is all. It's an odd sort of thing that an epistle verse appears at the beginning of the. Oh, so here's some Lutheran insider baseball stuff. In the beginning of the service, after the confession and absolution, we have the introit, which was in the ancient church the very first part of the service. 
And normally it's from the Psalms, and you have an antiphon, and then the psalm, and then the glory be to the Father, and then the antiphon again. And the first words, the antiphon, are what give the name to the Sunday in the church year from ancient times. You just take the first few words in Latin, and so you have rogate or cantata or misericordius domini or all the And quasimodo genity then is the is the is the antiphon for the introit on the first Sunday after Easter. Now, why it was that was because on Easter all the people would be baptized, and so now you're baptized and you're a new Christian. So, as a newborn babe, desire the pure spiritual milk of the Word. But it's a bit of an odd thing that an epistle verse gets to be the antiphon for the introit. It doesn't doesn't happen too often, but it's a marvelous little text. Oh, very good. It's why, by the way, Quasimodo, who lived in the the hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, apparently was named this because it was born on the first Sunday after Easter. Oh, so he yeah. was named Quasimodo. And this is, by the way, the reason why we use the historic one-year lectionary at Hope, so that uh, once a year I can say, Happy Quasimodo Genity. <laughs> Doesn't uh, get much better than that, folks. I feel sorry for your parishioners. Doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> How many eye rolls do you see in the, in the congregation when you oh, see I told Carrie the other day that my favorite thing to hear is people to say, Oh, pastor. <laughs> oh, pastor. Oh, pastor. The other time that verse, by the way, appears in the uh, in the ESV is Jeremiah 14, verse 5. You want to hear that? Yes. So you had two options. And that verse says, Even the doe in the field forsakes her newborn fawn because there is no grass. Oh, so the newborn is a that fawn. That verse, by the way, would be law. That law. would be law. But uh, you need to do law gospel with this First Peter 2.2 2 text. Okay, so First Peter 2.2. 2. Um, read it one more time as so it's fresh in my babes, brain. As newborn babes de- desire the pure spiritual milk of the word. Gospel. Uh, so that uh, we who are, who are uh, new in Christ because of our baptism, we, we are now, we who were once enemies of God, uh, despising the things of God, um, hating God, an enemy of God, uh, now are longing for the the, the pure spiritual things. So we're 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 longing uh, for God's word, like like a like a baby longs for the the the, the milk. Um, uh, so so this by by God's word, uh, we are growing up in our salvation. Uh, we're maturing faith. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's gospel. We do have in the second and third commandments, especially this desire that we don't neglect the Lord's word. But you're exactly right. Is when we when the Lord gives us the new birth by the Spirit in the gospel, then now we have this natural longing to hear his word and to read his word and to meditate on his word and to make radio shows with his word in it, etc. Right. So what's the, what's the final tally? <laughs> I, d- I don't think I beat you. Oh, you get 100 points for law and or gospel, bringing you to a total of 900 so the total score is 1,050 to 900. Oh, I see. I, I Sorry, didn't even man. want to do extra innings. I, I didn't agree to this. <laughs> all right. That's all right. The points are like taking a nap before going to bed. <laughs> okay, well, thank you all. The points all are for... like wearing white after Labor Day. The points are like reading Rick Warren's sermons to someone on their deathbed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what you get. These are all thanks to Gary Zimmerman on our Facebook page. All right, right. things kind of break down here at the end, don't they? Are we? Are we uh, going to points are like Cliff Notes to Doctor Seuss? (laughs) The points are like picking your nose when no one else is around. All right, careful, you're going to run out for your for the real one. So, (laughs) 
Okay, thank you all for sticking with us to the extra innings of Table Talk Radio on tabletalkradio.org. Where the points are like the celebrity's white teeth. It's not real. <laughs> it's like preaching the gospel without using words. The points are like saying tickle, tickle, tickle when you're tickling someone. <laughs> <laughs> and the points are like Table Talk Radio extra innings. <laughs>